The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Good morning. Good morning, Pat. The great news today is. The pandemic's over. <laughs> you probably thought it was over, did you? Yeah. But, but a very famous scientist, Eric Topol, who's the real world expert, announced the pandemic's over, which is a great statement, isn't it? What it means is it's still here, of course, but it's endemic, which means... It'll it pop up like the, the flu or like... Outbreak here, not a global nightmare that we've been through, you know, so now it's endemic. And that's a great thing to announce, isn't it, in a way? Now, we knew anyway that that was the case. I mean, in fact, in the old days, say with the 1918 pandemic, it's over when you say it's over. It's that, it's that kind of thing. You know? yeah. But now all the evidence is the immune system has worked we've all got defence against it most of us anyway and now you'll see the odd outbreak here and there is the idea Does that mean that the virus just has got sick of making variations? Exactly <laughs> That's exactly what he says he's realised the latest variant is the dominant one there hasn't been any new one since you know and, and the one that's there isn't anyway nastier than the previous one and that'll be the future in a sense so now it's just another virus that infects us and of course not, not to downplay the seriousness some will still get infected and get very sick with it just like the flu you know so we've got to keep an eye on things yeah. medically but the pandemic is, it can, can be deemed over. Now, the other thing is the Americans are claiming, the FBI, that, that Wuhan, a spillage in the lab was at the heart of this rather than uh, something in the, 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 the food market. Yeah, I don't get it. Have they more evidence, Pat? Let's see the evidence for that because there's no more evidence as far as I'm aware. There's a chance of that. Of course there is. That it began in the lab. You know, there's still a possibility. Of, like it's not, it's not man-made, though, remember. There's no evidence it was engineered. That's for yeah. definite. But it could have been a spit in the lab or in the wild. There's still both options. So why, why they can be declaring it was in a lab I don't know unless they know things that we don't yeah. they've evidence but the, the funny thing and we talked about this very early on the Americans were actually funding activity in this lab they were yeah maybe they know something but I don't know because they were funding research into coronaviruses now it is a coincidence by the way that Wuhan had a big lab working on back coronaviruses hence the notion it might have come from that lab you but see. I presume so they were working on the on this in Wuhan because they're close to the area where the bats all live exactly yes and then one of the world experts remember on bat viruses was in that institute in Wuhan as well and the Americans wanted to help her research, you see, because obviously they were aware of coronaviruses. So whether there was something in the records now, or I don't know what's happened. I, I just suspect that it's political, probably you know, saying, look, yeah. it was a lab spill, you know, but there's no more evidence. Because there's this, uh, uh, this Cold War going on after the balloon uh, travelled over the United States and then uh, talk of TikTok, banning TikTok and all the rest of it. Yeah. And we already had the Huawei uh, ban on their technology. So yeah. uh, we are in something of a, a Cold War with China, uh, the West and China, but particularly the Americans. Now, just when the pandemic is over, you're looking forward beyond the horizon to the next pandemic uh, yeah, no, what are you worried about? Please don't, listeners, don't turn off because <laughs> we're going to talk about the next pandemic. But um, of course, it's our job as scientists to keep an eye on these things. What this is about is, can we spot it and stop it the next time from happening? We don't want to have another COVID-19, do we? So there's a huge effort happening to keep an eye on the world and where are the viruses and might they spread? And there's a couple of concerns that are worth mentioning simply because if, if we if we know this, we can stop it is the idea. Yeah. And one is bird flu. That's the one that's on people's radar. It's the biggest outbreak ever of bird flu had in history. This is a flu virus virus that affects birds obviously millions and millions of birds have died it's the worst ever they think outbreak of bird flu and of course the question is might that mutate okay and then uh, jump and is it the same h5n1 which we talked about years ago yeah, it is yeah yeah Still, but it was first seen in 1950 in 1959 i think it was the start of it way back then they first see this h5n1 in birds in scotland actually and it's been around a few times there's been the odd outbreak here and there you see but it's just among birds 
but it's yeah. lethal for birds. If it gets into a flock, many die, you see. They wreck millions and millions all over the world of birds have died. And of course, in Ireland, there's been a couple of examples in, in Monaghan and Limerick. And what, what's happening is they're housing all the turkeys. Remember at Christmas, Pat yeah. and chickens, get them into housing because they might get infected by a wild bird, you see, is the idea. So the Department of Agriculture is, is on top of this. But the worry is it's so widespread. And the second is it has jumped into mammals. So foxes, otters, dolphins have all been shown to be infected. These could have got that though by eating That's a right. dead bird. More than likely they ate a bird, yeah, precisely. Especially seabirds, by the way. You know, another statistic, Pat, is 40% of the SCUA population in Scotland's been wiped out. Just shows you how, 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 wow. how, how lethal it is among birds. So th- those animals like must have eaten a dead bird or whatever and picked up the virus that way. So th- that's the reason for that. But okay, but here's the question. Say half the birds die. Half the birds survive and then go on to lay eggs and so on. Does that mean that they're a hardier bird the next time round? Yeah, the immune system in the birds is there as well, Pella, just, just like in humans. You know, the, the ones who die off have survival nice, strong of, immune, of, of the, the fittest, fittest, precisely. Yeah, so the ones who survive then, and then it goes away again. It's like like the pandemic, it'll go away because immunity builds up, you see, is the idea. But the, but the big mystery, Pella, is will it mutate? That's the question. And, and mutate in a way that it spreads between humans, and that's what we're watching for very closely. Loads of samples being taken. Look at the sequence of the virus, see if yeah. it's modified. Now, if, for example, you have a fox that eats a, a, a bird that's got uh, H5N1 and then the fox goes back to its cubs I mean you know does it pass from mother to yeah. son or daughter that, that's the question no evidence for that but the seals thousands and thousands of seals have died right now the question is are they spreading it among themselves are, are, they, are, they, are they all eating seabirds we don't know yeah. there's, a, there's a kind of a worry there that so many seals have died in other words you know it may well have mutated now again there's no evidence for that let's be very important to say that but still it's being watched closely because human to human you don't want human to human because then we're back to the yeah. way it was with the, with the COVID-19 pandemic now even. what about vaccinating birds now there, there is a, the good news is the vaccine by the way thank thankfully, for H5N1. And the question now is, should we stockpile that vaccine, for example? That might be something that could be sensible, but of course that'd be a big thing to do. And they can vaccinate birds, absolutely. And in China, they're vaccinating their bird population already. The European Union is wondering, should we begin a vaccination campaign? The trouble is, if you vaccinate a bird, you can't use the eggs or the meat. If it's vaccinated, there's a rule against that. So, uh, so why would you... I don't know. What use is the bird then? Well, if you, you know, I'm not a vegan, but so therefore I can ask that question. Yeah. What use the bird if you can't eat it and you can't um, take the it's, eggs it's from just it. the rules that them, them's the rules as they say and it'll stop the thing then you know they'll protect the birds from dying and then stop the, the thing will die out eventually obviously is the idea of vaccination so some countries won't vaccinate for that reason the main thing you do is you cull them now remember Pat they've culled 200 million birds for instance in Europe I think it is wow. at the moment because they're frightened uh, culling is the main thing and then housing is, is the current strategy and then hopefully it'll go away and then the ones who survive are able to survive it now is there a bird flu season like there would be a, f- a human flu season I don't think so no it's just in the wild it's mainly in wild birds remember anyway and it spreads among them so whatever their behaviour is I don't think it's seasonal in that way no. okay so uh, the preparation then for this would be because it, by the way do we know about mortality in humans that's I mean the, has there been an outbreak in humans because they consumed that, that's why they're worried but there's a 50% mortality if it jumps into humans you see it's really vicious in humans now remember you can only catch it off birds but can you imagine if that was the case COVID the final mortality goes at 1 or 2% you see can you imagine 50% what we do then the whole place gets locked down doesn't it because if it's such a yeah. severe disease you see so, so that's being watched closely as well it's especially lethal if it jumps it's in the wrong species then remember it, it, it's kind of it's adapted to live in birds in a kind of way yeah. you know whereas if it's in the wrong species you see much more much more harm is being done
so, so therefore, uh, I mean, we were speculating, uh, you, you know, the way nature corrects itself with lemmings running off uh, the cliff uh, to reduce their numbers. If that happened to humankind, no worries about global warming well, anymore exactly. if the population well, was cut in two. As happened in the past, remember, with, with other infectious diseases, the weak get, get wiped out and the, the strongest survive, you see. And nowadays we've got a vaccine. We could use the H5N1 vaccine ourselves with humans, by the way, you yeah. see. So, oh, so the same, same oh, yes, vaccine exactly. Yeah, so there is a vaccine there. As I said, the question now is should they ramp up production of that vaccine just in case? It's impossible to predict, by the way. It's a, it's a very remote chance, by the way. Let's, let's be clear about this. It's a, it's a rare Is event. it a difficult vaccine to make? That's the trouble. You make it in eggs, strangely <laughs> enough. You grow it in eggs. That's the other thing. <laughs> so it's harder to make than the RNA vaccines. Yeah, and, and again, they're looking at this. The WHO are saying, look, and various organisations, should we now ramp up production of the vaccine just in case? So something else to worry about, but uh, something to look forward to this weekend. Your your um, yes, on performing. Friday the Metabolics are doing a gig in the Docky Duck for Their Lives Matter, a, a cancer charity for children with cancer in Tanzania. Uh, there's no cover charge, but come along anyway, and you can donate to the charity in various ways. Everybody's welcome. Okay, and on lead vocal and rhythm guitar. Professor Luke O'Neill. The Birdman. No, is that the, word? <laughs> <laughs> the Metabolics of the Docky Duck on Friday night. Luke O'Neill, uh, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.